the Zulus. My name is Daniel, and today it's just me. <laughs> um, this is something a little bit more different, a little bit more chill and cash, but it's it's intentional that it's like this. Uh, today I just yeah, whoa, the whole week we've been feeling like it'll be a bit good time to just like sit down and just on my own and just reflect on a couple of things and this would be nice short and sweet i don't want to keep it so long uh just in case uh people just fall out and just don't want to listen at all <laughs> but um but yeah today i just wanted to sit down a little bit and and talk a little about um just like a personal experience of my own that I've had over the years but it's uh, I think it's an experience that creatives and and a few people out there get to experience so today I wanted to reflect a little bit on imposter syndrome and and maybe give a little bit of my own testimony over over growing out of this and it's still there to be honest I would say I never feel it but it's always there and I and I experience it a lot of times but um I think over the years I've become a little bit better at it, and uh, and just for those out there that may not know the meaning of imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is just um, yeah, it's just pretty much a persistence, pers- uh, jeez, wow, a persistent uh, doubting concerning someone's abilities or like accomplishments, which are accompanied by like. Like feel feeling like a fraud eventually, you know, feeling as if maybe you cannot do something, and um, and I think for me, I've I've felt that like that a lot. Well, now I feel it less. Um, I think now that I'm I'm more into my comfort zone, and I and I'm more trusting with what God's trying to do, and I'm more confident in myself and my craft and what I do. I'm a little bit more in a, in a in a comfortable position. It does come, but not every single time. And uh, and yeah, and I decided to just sit down and read about this a little bit. And I, and I found that apart from just like imposter syndrome being like just one general uh, perspective that everyone goes, oh yeah, I have imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome actually has like these five kinds of imposter syndrome, which I was like, geez, okay, this, this goes a little bit further so apparently there's a perfectionist in imposter syndrome a superwoman or man um the natural genius or the soloist or the expert now this got me kind of like thinking i was like oh geez okay which one of these am i and uh to be honest one of them is a perfectionist um which i think like over the years kind of like affected me in a certain type of way but i dig into that in a bit and being a soloist, like sometimes, oh yeah, <laughs> Hannah can testify to this. But sometimes in the kitchen, I just want to, like she can come through and like want to try and help. But it's like, oh yeah, I do it myself. And this this may sound as if maybe does not um, lean so much to imposter syndrome. But I think it uh, it sometimes affects a lot of us because we, you're just like, oh, I'd rather just do it myself. And then in the end, it's like, oh, um Maybe I can't even do it by myself, you know. But but I, I felt like over the years, um, 
this like feeling of imposter syndrome over the years like became like it was it was something that made me not step out into the calling that God had me in or God wanted to put me in and it made me feel some type of way about my calling in general or my abilities to do what I needed to do and the older I grew the more I learned I would say to try and step away from from the from the whole idea or feeling of imposter syndrome and I think I think like the disadvantage of like really dwelling into imposter syndrome for me was just um yeah it made me scared that I wouldn't meet other people's expectations um and it it made me not want to do what I needed what was needed to be done or what God really wanted me to step into or just in general what I needed to do because I was like, oh, jeez, if I do this, someone's just going to be like, oh, this guy, does he even, like, can he even do this? And and also, imposter syndrome made, made me sometimes not be a team player, you know, like some, because I would feel like if someone's dragging, I want to do it by myself and I want it to be perfect and it it hindered a lot of progress, a lot of learning, a lot of a lot of growth, a lot of being into into who I who I needed to be, and, and and this carried on into my calling as a worship leader as well, and and as a as a it, yeah, it crept into my ministry, and which is which is hardening a little bit because I would I would oh I would hear people around me kind of be like, oh yeah, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. My wife is someone that really, really pushed me the most to um, step out more. But because of the fear of being seen as a fraud or imposter syndrome, I uh, I'll just say yes for the fact of saying yes and then not do it. And it caused so much of a disadvantage to me. And, and I do believe that like sometimes we just get carried away into this thing of oh yeah I just uh yeah I, I don't know if I qualify to do it hey there's more qualified people that can do it but in that being said yeah I know there's people that are better at their craft than I am but also I could do my part you know I could be I could contribute more to that so it felt some type of way but but and the main reason I wanted to really, really sit down is kind of like, kind of speak out my testimony over this, I'm guessing, or or share my testimony over um, how I kind of fought so much of being like in the imposter syndrome vibe and that hindered like where God was taking me, my life, my career. And um in my ministry as as a Christian and yeah like as I was learning about myself learning about my gifting the whole idea of like being or feeling like an imposter (laughs) I was yeah I always felt less of myself and um, sometimes uh, like if something wasn't perfect it would cause like a a very big lack of confidence 
um, I doubted my abilities and it, it made me like, because of that, if I made like one mistake, even the most basic mistake, um, I wouldn't even like bother to like wait to find out if people heard of my mistake. It, I would just bring myself down. Like, God, jeez, they noticed it, they heard it. And as was being around talented people, oh, jeez. <laughs> before, before I learned what I learned, it was so hard. Like, I'll be so nervous around talented people. And the, the thing is, with imposter syndrome, I've found, like, because you already are looking down on yourself, you can be around talented people and there's an opportunity for you to learn something. But because you don't, you, you don't see yourself qualified at all, you, you find yourself just like not even taking a chance, taking a leap of faith or taking an opportunity to be like, oh man, I'm around all these creative people. Like what can I actually take from here? What can I learn from these, these people around me? And, uh, and yeah, and I, and I choose to share this or this side of part of my life because I feel like, especially now in this day and age, it's a little bit different than uh, back in the days in the Bible where people had, um, people had God kind of come and call them like verbally and they could hear God say, hey, uh, this is your calling, step into it, even though they felt not that qualified to do it. It's different now. It's it's once you feel like you're not qualified to do something and you just be like, I don't want to be seen as a fraud. I don't want people to think I could not work in my craft. We end up not stepping out. We end up not growing. We end up finding ourselves really looking down on ourselves. And uh, and yeah, and I, I myself struggled so much for for quite a while actually i thought oh yeah i dodged this one for sure um but i struggled with it for a very long time until until i think until it was the time when i actually um felt the calling to go to bible college and this is this is me three years into going to church in my home church i decided okay i'm going to go to bible college and I think when I took when I took that leap to go to Bible college and God started working through like all these things. So, so I, I'll share a little bit. So when I went to Bible college, I was, yeah, I wasn't doing much, I'd say, in my calling. I, uh, I, I definitely did not feel qualified as God had set me to be. And um, this came even with like school and my learning, even when I was studying and I didn't go to Bible college, when I was studying in general, I, I was confident enough to speak up. But the moment I looked down on myself, that dragged me down for sure. It made me, felt, made, made me feel so demotivated and I struggled a lot. And when he came to the calling that God had on my life at that time, I I was nowhere close to actually being able to to um sense where God was leading me and accepting that oh yeah this is where God wants me to go so I'm going to take a leap of faith and go there 
And uh, so, yeah, so I, I enrolled into Bible college and God bless the Bible college I was at because instantly they, uh, they, they saw what God was seeing and God showed them what he was seeing in my life and started plugging me in. So I was learning. I was, uh, I was being creative. And through that, I started to shy away and step away from imposter syndrome um and and feeling less of myself i'm not um, actually it's the last time i say imposter syndrome but i will say feeling less of myself and and at first i was like oh i'm i'm really gonna struggle because also being at a bible college most of the people had callings and giftings that were amazing and i was just like oh lord have mercy i accepted this calling that you had for me but in, in this place i feel way way more smaller right but as time went by and uh, as I was learning um, and seeing what God had uh, set for me I, I kind of started noticing like little things kind of going away and a part of my story is I lead worship now but three years ago i never led worship at all and when i mean at all i mean at all like never <laughs> never and and when i look back i always laugh i'm like jeez who whoever thought like i i never i never thought um god would lead me in a path like this and i would be the person that i am now um both of my spiritual growth and just growth as an individual and um and I had three things that I really, really just like would always just dwell on every single time that helped me, helped me in my journey even when I was at Bible college. Because even at, even at Bible college um, or even in general in the world, many of us do know, like you can have other people encourage you constantly, right? And leave off words of affirmation almost every single day. But if you're not confidently... Uh, speaking into yourself and uh always encouraging yourself you you will never kind of feel like you've hit your full potential but it's a matter of you kind of taking down notes and being able to to um kind of jot down things that you feel like okay if i if I step into this in this kind of way, I will, I'll be, I'll, I'll get better where I'm at. And I had three things that I would always, 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 always just use every single time. And one of them was taught when I was, when I, I was in Bible college. And the first one was to step out in faith. I, uh, man, <laughs> took a lot of stepping out in faith. Um, I got asked to start leading worship at chapel which is a gathering we would always have for like an hour before we went for classes at Bible college. And it took me a week to actually accept this offer. And God bless um, the person that will always come and ask me, God bless her. But I was like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. And then I think like a week into, a week into being asked to do this, I officially accepted it. I was like, okay, I'm going to step out in faith and see what God is trying to do. 
I'm going to say yes to to this. So I said yes to it. And um and they were there there was there was a lot of it. And and when you look when we look into the Bible for at scripture to it. When you look into the Bible, God called Moses to lead um the people of Egypt. And Moses' response straight away was, oh, mate, I can't do this. Uh, I, I stammer on my words. I can't put together a single sentence. Like, how do you expect me to do this? But God was, was, um, God was, in, God told Moses that just, just do it and, and, and I'll do the rest. It's like you just show up and let God do the rest. And I think Moses stepping out, was a way for him to to see God. So I took that and I held on to it so long. The second thing was um I uh I kind of noticed what my abilities were. Or I learned what my abilities were or what I had and my giftings and I I decided to to work on it and make it as good as it could be. So I learned new things. I um, incorporated new things in what I knew and became better to grow myself. Um, again, when we look into the Bible, David was someone that when time came for him to be called to be a king or when he was being chosen, um, he had worked in his craft in the background for a very long time. Even even when he knew that he had been called, he was still working on his craft to perfect it, to make it better and to grow himself. So I use that and I, and I just, yeah, <laughs> I took time for myself and took time to just like grow myself as a person, as an individual. And this is beyond ministry and calling a Bible college. Even when I was studying um, to, for work, I, I did the same thing. I perfected my craft and became better at it. Um, so I could I could be part of the team. I could be part of a team player. Um, yeah. And the third thing was I, I just trusted the process. I think for if you're feeling less of yourself and you don't see yourself as good as those around you, while you're stepping out in faith and getting into new things and feeling confident about being put into your, your uncomfortable place. Um, it's good to just trust that process. That unco- uncomfortability is sometimes what uh, takes us out of a position of feeling like we cannot do something. Um, and yeah, and it was trusting the process was a little bit hard, I'd say. But like when, again, what was encouraging, when you look back at scripture, David got chosen as king and he was thought he was king, but no one came and put him in a rob and a ring and all these things and said, okay, cool, get onto your chariot, we'll take you to the, to the, um, to your palace and you, you can seat and feast on all this food and all this wealth. No, he had to wait it out for a little bit, actually for a while before he actually became king. And for me, that was just so encouraging and so motivating. I said, okay, if, if I feel this way, I will trust what God is doing. 
and and I learned a lot through that process. I learned so much. I learned that me trusting the process was also me allowing God to kind of work on me as a person, as an individual. And it was time for me to mature and be better. I remember in that two years of me leading worship, or me being in Bible college, actually, let me say, I actually never led worship outside of that. Every every morning, I... Uh, Woke up, went to, went, to, went to Bible college, uh, led worship at chapel, and then had class, came back home, and on the weekend just chilled like nothing was happening. And to be honest, at first I was like, oh God, I'm feeling so confident, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in my element, like I should probably start running to these opportunities and finding them and looking for them and try to try to hold on to something fresh that I can do outside of Bible college. But I felt in that time, I just, it just, it felt like God was just like, nah, 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 nah. You, you need to come down for a little bit, chill for a little bit and grow yourself, take time for yourself. And that's what I did. I, uh, I had times when I will just come back from class, go straight home, uh, and I'll just sit in my room, do the basics. But I'll take time. I'll even take like 30 minutes to just like sock and just like a, the presence of God, listen to worship and just like be more more connected to God and what he was doing in my life. And I grew so much. I, I yeah, I understood tons and tons of stuff during that time. And my connection grew. And I, I, I knew that my gifting and my calling would not work together if I did not allow the Holy Spirit and God to work in me and during that time I did that diligently and God showed me new things every single day and I kid you not at the end of my two years it was the last I think it was the last month of me going to Bible college randomly someone said hey would you would you mind coming to lead uh, worship at at our church. We'll be having a Christmas party and early one. Can you come lead worship? And I was like, oh man. Uh, I was stunned a little bit, but it it felt so perfect, and it felt like it was a a God time, a God moment. And I was just like, yes, yes, I will, I would do that. And I did that, and right after that, <laughs> everything changed. <laughs> And from there on, I, I got opportunity to minister in other places. But I say this not to say that, oh, now I'm, I'm, I'm good at my craft and I do better. But the whole process leading to where I am now allowed me to actually to not always look down on myself and not look at myself and feel like, oh, I'm a fraud and I can't do this, I can't do that. But it made me, it made me kind of see every single time I step into a space with talented people and every single time an opportunity comes up, it's for me to learn, for me to grow, for me to showcase my craft, but also be humble in the process of doing it. And, um, and it allowed a lot of doors to open. It's allowed a lot of doors to open, even in my workforce now. It's the same thing. 
the more I humble myself and allow the process to just happen, allows other people to have confidence in me. So that fear of not being able to perform at the level where people want you to, I think is common. But the moment we realize that it's going to take time to perfect our craft and be better at something, I think we shy away from the whole imposter syndrome idea and become better individuals. Now, this is me not taking away the fact that imposter syndrome for other people is like so real to the point where um, this conversation may feel like I am disregarding how they feel, but I'm not. But I'm acknowledging the fact that there's, there's room for us to grow. There's room for us to be better. And even for myself, there's room for me to be better. <laughs> I have my times when, yeah, imposter syndrome does feel so real. <laughs> and I'm a little bit nervous for people to not look at me and be like, oh, I thought you said you, you've done this before. Um, but yeah, I think I have grown, I've learned. And in that time, I've become better. So I guess just, I don't know, if I, if I would encourage someone out there that's listening or that would be listening is just um, step out, work on your craft and just trust the process. I think these three things really helped me so much to be where I'm at now and to be a better person um, and to not be, not look down on myself every single time, but... Uh, look at the good things and the things that I can achieve as an individual. Um, but yeah, so that's me. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this little short, yeah, short episode. I hope it's short. <laughs> I try not to keep it too long. And uh, yeah, God bless you guys. And we will be chatting soon. All right. Ciao.